What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Coming off a 4th of July weekend, heading into the next. Hope you had a good 4th. Gonna have another good weekend. Tim and I, as always, start with our fun conversation. We chop it up, so we talk about what we did for the holiday. Uh, And then we talk some sports and money a little bit. So we do have our stock talk, and then we go over Mahomes' new $500 million 10-year contract. Does he really need that much money? We go through it. And then for RLEs today, I talk about some different things going on with the business, Optimal Fitness RX, starting with my first few clients, and then uh, finalizing some things for the real estate investing, hopefully start that end of this week or start of next week. And then for book talk, I bring up Action Selling by Dwayne Sparks, find out someone's needs, and then see if you can provide the solution. Don't trick people into buying. We get down and nerdy with it. Tim, where do you take us today in this lovely episode? Yeah, this is one of my favorite like personal episodes we've done in a while. Ooh, we covered we covered a lot of good stuff. Throwing I mean, it out there. In terms of like packing value into one episode, I really liked what we talked about today. So yeah, I uh, stock talk. I talk about two stocks that I invested heavily in on Monday of this week, and I kind of give my reasoning as to why. I posted it on my story, but I just give the full explanation as to why I invested in them in this episode. So. You'll definitely want to tune in for that if you're, if you're looking for some stocks to buy. Uh, real life experience, I kind of lay out a new way that I'm approaching social media and how I'm going to utilize it to kind of just fuel my passions and kind of invest in my passions. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk about that. And then lastly, I talk about a book called Brain Rules by John Medina, who's a molecular biologist. It's a book about how our brains are wired, why they are a certain way, and how what daily things we can do to like get the most out of our brains and our memory. I kind of explain uh, just some ways that you can do that there. Uh, so without further ado, I know you guys are going to get a lot of good tidbits from this episode, a lot of actionable things that you can do in your daily life. Uh, without further ado, episode 142. So we're late in the week, but coming off 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really start interview with Tracy. That was yes. awesome. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Down in Florida, USF, fitness coordinator, Tracy Smith. Super fun conversation. She was kind of like my boss in college for personal mm-hmm. training. She was like, she would help with schedule and place people with trainers and stuff. So she was cool. Good person to work with and for. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the interview. I mean, it. Uh, you learn about what life as a fitness coordinator is like. She talks about how she kind of adapted moving from Indiana to Florida, which, mm-hmm. I mean, key insights there for a lot of people who are starting a new job in a geographical area. It's tough, so it's good to, like, listen to people's stories about it just to relate to them. And I mean, she's not only fitness coordinator down there, but she's doing research. So yeah. she, she had a lot of good things to say about nutrition, uh, how it kind of correlates with body composition. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, I'm interested in, in her research side for sure. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Like, fitness coordinator, what do they do? Yeah. Like, so I'm glad we got to tap into that, especially the de- um, decision making. She talked about making decisions starting in grad school at Purdue, always having questions and stuff, which like it's good to ask questions. But then she was saying how her boss was like, "What would you do if I wasn't here? Mm-hmm. Need to just make a decision." Right. Um, yeah, a lot, lot of good insights. I like that one. I like all of them that we do on bias, but fun one. Yeah, for sure. So go check that out. Episode mm-hmm. 141. Tim, how was your 4th of July? It was great. The great st- old Independence Day for the U.S. of A. Yeah, I stayed uh, local here in Indianapolis. Um, one of my good friends, Viraj Gokali, he just took his medical exam, which he's been studying for for a lot of months. He's been cooped up uh, studying for that. and He just took the test, so he needed a little weekend to blow off some steam, so he nice. came down here and... Uh, we, me and a, or us and a couple other friends, we uh, we hung out by the pool um, at our place, and then we also golfed on Friday and Sunday. So of course you got to get golfing, Solid. you know. Good weather too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, just read my book by the pool, and uh, oh, live basketball live. is back. Oh yes. Yeah, and we watched that for a lot of the weekend it too. Is back. Like, oh my gosh, it's it's per- the it's called the basketball tournament, TBT basketball tournament. Mm. Um, it's in Ohio somewhere. But what's interesting about this is not only like are the pl- like fun to watch the players. Like, there's a lot of players playing in this tournament that were blue chip collegiate players. 
that like floated over overseas and were playing professionally were kind of like, oh, where'd they go? Like, because mm-hmm. not every, not every, not every player can play in the NBA who was like really good. Like in the college. Rodney Clark's of the world, yeah. and Stuff. I mean, and... Kellen Dunham played in, is playing in it too. Or yeah, I don't yeah. know if they got eliminated, but it's interesting seeing live basketball in a bubble because they're doing the bubble concept. They have the yeah. hotel attached to the stadium. Um, interesting. I I think it's just it's kind of a foreshadowing and maybe the, the for the NBA season because the NBA season will be able to learn from it too. And mm-hmm. um, I know the. Like a lot of the teams are like, uh, like affiliated with a college, like alumni from Illinois University or whatever. But the West Virginia team actually had to withdraw from the tournament because one of the players tested positive for COVID while in the bubble. It's like if you tested positive before you left, like y- you were fine. But if you tested positive after your team got there, you got you guys got to be disqualified. I think you just play on. <laughs> I mean, they're taking it seriously. Play through it. Toughen up, guys. Dude, I'm I'm just really interested to see what the NBA NBA is like. Like when someone tests positive on a team while they're there, and they like, better not shut it all down again. Like I just don't know, man. I'm I'm really hoping for you the just best. can't do it anymore. You can't do it. Yeah. Like so. we're on the verge of economic crisis. Mm-hmm. I think at this point we protect the ones most susceptible. Maybe they have to go back into quarantine. I don't know. Yeah. But you you gotta keep things moving. Right. You just have to. I mean, we're, we're at the stage right now where, like, more and more businesses are realizing, like, how can we coexist? Like, how can we adapt mm-hmm. our business to coexist with this? And everyone's just kind of in different phases. Like, yeah. the local YMCA's here. They're they're implementing masks. Like, everyone's got to wear masks while working out. So, like, I just feel like everyone's just trying to, like, figure out the best way that their specific organization can deal with it. Yeah. It's different for everybody. So. You should cut a hole where your mouth is in your mask. <laughs> How creepy would that look? Really freak some people out at the Y. <laughs> like a robber. Yeah, exactly. Or just wear one of those masks. Yeah. So with the nose, the two eyes, and the mouth. But oh, I, I so think many. it'd be better in the medical masks if you just put a hole where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> off, off the dome masks. <laughs> leave those a review. Be... Leave a review and get a mask. So off the creepy, mask. dude. So would it be like, yeah, you guys in a bondage too? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. So. Basketball's back. Watched it all weekend. Yeah, invest in your uh, your gaming stocks. Mm-hmm. Your national gaming, your online gaming stocks. Invest, invest, yep. invest. Yeah. Penn been back to maintenance and down. It's been maintaining and down. Mm-hmm. DraftKings has been going up though. Has it? <clears throat> What's that? Is it over fifty? No. It's at I think it's forty. Okay, I know it's been fl- flirting between that forty to forty-five. Fastly is it's on the move. I just Fastly today. Man, I can't spend the money on what it is right now. DraftKings is at thirty three. Ooh, good time for me to buy. Yeah. It's down three percent the last week. It's down sixteen yeah. percent the last month. Good time but it's to buy. Up hundred and fifty percent the last three months. So it's been going up. It needed to cool off. I think it'll go up again. Yeah. So I would buy it. And that's thirty three after close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'll buy some more tonight <clears throat> so I get it right at the same price. Mm-hmm. I like buying that sometimes too. If there's a big down day, I'll buy some things after market. So then once it opens, like that's the price I got. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you can set your price points in Robinhood, which is pretty sweet. You can set like your target pricing, but I don't. I'm not gonna do all that. Right. It's already too easy. That just sounds like too much work at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice tool to have. Uh, but, but before to- before we get into stock talk, yes. tell me about your weekend. Yes. Uh, I was going to backtrack, but thanks for thinking about me, dude. Yeah, man. Such a good co-host. Listen yeah. to that, people. It's called Mutual Respect. Yep. Um, went up to the lake. What else is new? Right. My brother and his girl were up there, too, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. Saw some other friends up there. Friends Kelly and Mark. Just known them for years because of, of up there. So four days of straight perfect weather. Couldn't ask for better. And then I stayed through Monday. Lake was so flat, like damn near as flat as this ping pong table yeah. on Lake Michigan. It, it was it was phenomenal. A lot of good food, a lot of good libates. Yeah, consumed a shit ton of calories. So uh, Tuesday I got back. I didn't eat till – or no, I got back Monday night. Tuesday I kind of fasted for like until noon or 1. Okay. Yeah. When you guys take out the boat, do you do you just take it out with others and just chill out there? Or do you got – I mean it was probably too crowded to do like any like – well, I mean, tubing people, or anything, right? Well, I mean, not at all. There were plenty of people tubing okay. and stuff. Like, it's 
you have all of like Michigan at Tube, so if you yeah. get someone's way, like <laughs> yeah, what do you guys usually do? You guys just take yeah, we'll out we'll go anchor, and then sometimes you know we'll get. So this happened one day where my friend Kelly, like their boat, they anchored. We found them anchored like a good like an okay swims distance to each boat. And then my friend Mark, his boat showed up, and so we had us three three in a row. And you can just like float with your noodle like in between boats and, and eat other people's snacks, drink other people's booze. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. Sounds like so, a good time. So we'll do that. We'll try to find sandbars, but because the water level is so high right now, they're deeper than than our traditional spots. But, yeah, so that's what we'll do. We'll anchor for four or five hours. If there was one night, our dinner was already made. So my mom, like we just turned on the generator. She heated it up on the stove, and we had our Italian beef sandwiches. If you, oh, know, baby. you know about the Italian beef sandwiches, there's so nothing good. better. Recreate all you want, kids. It's not the same. No. I was impressed with my own recipe that I, I made. It, did it was good. really good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. It you, wasn't as good as your mom's. I would have made it maybe a little less spicy, mm. but God, it's so good. Yeah. And you and if you make like because you use uh chuck roast, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you chuck make roast. if you make like three pounds of that, which is what a typical <clears throat> recipe calls for, man, if you make it for yourself, you you have lunch for like the next five days, you make it for your family, you can make it for a big group of people. God, it's so good. It's incredible. It's so good. It's it's absolutely downright incredible. What bread what bun did you use? What bread? Oh, it had gluten in it for sure. I was like, this is, I'm going to have this gluten because I need this meat on this exact roll. Mm-hmm. Tracy would be proud of you. This exact one, yeah. <laughs> Full, Fully loaded, gluten takes all sandwich, Tracy. 100%. It is funny. So I, I asked her for her address, right, to send our, oh, I don't know, she's listening. I won't ruin it, but... I was like, hey, what's your uh, what's a good mailing address? And she sends it. I was like, all right, sweet, thanks. She goes, yeah, hopefully it's for that cauliflower crust pizza <laughs> and gives me like a weird emoji face, right? And I was like, oh, actually it's not. It's something for all our interview guests. But I cannot forget about that. I have to find a way. Oh, there's definitely – I know the exact company I'm going to go to and I'm going to ship her a cauliflower crust hey. pizza. It's about to go down. Yes. Is it just to prove that – those types of things are good? Yeah, sort of, kind of. Yeah. We'll have to bring her on for a second round to get a review. Have to. Yeah. Have to. Be like, okay, you got to try If I send the crust, she has to use it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, it is it is a joke, but it's like, okay, I'm not going to waste a pizza crust. Let's just see. Doctor it up however you need to and tell me if you taste the difference. I'll probably buy myself a crust too while I'm at it. There you go. I think it's cauliflower foods. Yeah, good joint. Uh, anyways, so yeah, great weekend, uh, perfect weather. Yeah. Good company. Good times. Kind of back to the sports. Mahomes big contract. Yes. 500 mil for 10 years. The largest contract in sports history. Yeah. Now I have my own thoughts. I do too. But I'm interested in what your thoughts are as, as a sports loving man as well. And I don't know NFL like, you know, NFL, like by, by any means. Um, I did watch a lot more of it last season and I enjoyed it more, but like basketball and like extreme sports, is kind of my jam. But mm-hmm. anyway, in terms of someone, <clears throat> say someone goes like, Tim, he doesn't need that much money. Like that's more money than his great grandchildren's great grandchildren's great grandchildren can spend in five lifetimes. Like, why don't we spend it here and here? Like, why don't, why doesn't he give that money to... These people are that. What are your thoughts on a contract that big? Yeah. Biggest contract, five hundred mil to play football for ten more seasons, and then fuck it, call it quits. Yeah. Um, well, first off, my my opinion is he deserves every penny of it. That's my opinion. I'll give you two reasons why. I'll give you the performance reason why he deserves it. And I'll give you the economic reason why he Ooh, deserves spicy. it. Spicy. So I did some research about what he's accomplished before the age of twenty-five. By the way. <clears throat> like he's not even he's he's 25 now. Here's what he's done. Yeah, I'm 27. He, yeah, here's what. Where did he, I go wrong? <laughs> he first of all, he's got the best resume for anybody for the first three years in the league. Before yeah. the age of 25, he's an NFL MVP. He's a Super Bowl MVP. He had a 50 touchdown season. He had a 5,000 plus yard passing season. Uh, he is 24 and seven as a starter. He has never lost a game by more than seven points. So all the game, all those seven losses mm-hmm. weren't above seven point differential. Yeah. 
he's averaged 32 points per game in total team points in yeah, every yeah. through all the games he's played. And in five playoff games, he's got 1,400 plus yards, 13 TDs, two interceptions. So it doesn't how, take how a, many interceptions? Two in five playoff games. That is incredible. Does it have his total interceptions? No, that's just quick notes I took, mm. did some research. Got just it, got it. for people who know football, if you don't know football, those yeah. are fantastic stats. Here's the other reason. I kind of see, I mean, athletes, superstar athletes are like real estate. Like real estate values go up because for a variety of reasons, right? You put entertainment, there's buy it. There's, I mean, the location of it, mm-hmm. uh, how nice it is, like what it, like what it does. Over time, like the value of athletes is just going to keep on going higher and higher. And with, because we have information, we have the ability to market to people better than ever. Like teams can sell jerseys better than ever now. Yeah. Teams can make more money because of media exposure. When you have like the best person, the face of NFL football, which Mahomes is, he's the most popular player in the league right now. One of the most popular. Mm-hmm. He's undisputedly the best. And he's going to get the most attention out of, out of out of everybody. I think his jersey's been top ten selling for the last three years. So wow. like, just combine that all together. I think he deserves every penny. Yeah. So and for someone who says, oh, he doesn't need that much money. I mean, it's it's his. Like you you should never speak on someone else's money. Right. In my opinion. Uh. I I never have. I never will. I don't think anybody else should. I'll give my thoughts in a sec, but I do have to ask if you take if Tom Brady were not on the verge of retirement, take him. Let's take each player, like three. What's Mahomes? What season is he in now? He's in. He'll. He'll. This will be his fourth season. Fourth. Okay. I don't know Tom Brady's stats three seasons in. Which one do you take three seasons in? Mahomes or Tom? Brady? Mah- Mahomes. Mahomes really? has the best <laughs> stats out of that. That's the best resume out of anybody in NFL history in the first three years, undisputedly. Like Tom Brady, like career from like from the front cover of the book to the end cover of the book Mm -hmm. i mean he's had the best career like super bowl wise like results for the team but like he's been in an organization that doesn't pay their best player top dollar that's that's a organization a patriots organization specific thing Mm -hmm. bill belichick never pays his players and he and brady's always taking discounts so like but the I do Chiefs like Brady's the, consistency. Yeah. I thought Mahomes was a little less consistent. Mm-hmm. Not that he, like, <clears throat> threw terrible, terrible games, but Brady's just got a little edge on consistency. Yeah. But who who are you going to turn the TV on to watch more, Mahomes or Brady? That's an easy one for me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm thinking in people. terms of a of widespread national answer, like, say someone objectively. Like, I don't know, dude. They're yeah. both really good quarterbacks. That's a tough one to answer right. for me. Like, not that I have anything against either. It's just, man, they're both extremely good. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady's, like, football IQ is insane. But, like, some people are still offering the discussion, would his IQ and his performance be what it is if he hadn't been in that system? Yeah. That's the biggest hard, hard question that people – That's what, that's what say, people – yeah. But if he wouldn't have been in that system, he would have got paid more, but would he have been as productive? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have. I we'll have, find out. I have no problems with Mahomes making this much money. Zero problems. Um, I mean, look, if you're that good, like no one's going to give you that much money if you're not that good. So you know more from a talent perspective, and you read the stats too. Mm-hmm. Guy can back it up, right? So, okay, he's that good. Um, and I, I, I love and believe in free market. Just economically, from that standpoint, like, look, I'm not going to tell someone what they can or cannot make. Mm-hmm. Now, a team, that's a little different where it's like, yo, dude, we're going to pay you, like, 500 and you're bitching about 505 Like, okay, you're going to be told you're not worth that five extra million after 500 right? So it's mm-hmm. in relativity. But, I mean, I think other people should get paid more. I think military and teachers should get paid more, 100%. But where does consumer money go? <clears throat> more goes to sports right like look at the stadiums that we fill the the television networks you know the the gear mm-hmm. yeah we, we blow so much on sports so that's why they're able to also pay and make that kind of money mm-hmm. so it's kind of like grocery shopping too you know like shop for healthier foods and that store will see that healthier foods are being bought that's how you slowly you know get rid of the nine dollar salads and one dollar mcdouble at mcdonald's <laughs> but it's also expensive yeah, I, I have no problems because immediately when I saw that, I was like, hmm, it's probably going to be a lot of like, oh, he doesn't need to get that much money. Does anyone need that much money? 
know. I'm not going to say he's not worth that or can't have that. Take what you earn. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, party on, Wayne. I saw, (laughs) I did see this this meme. It might have been from, oh, who was it from? I can't remember. But it was just a safety pin going towards the tip of a condom. And the caption was Mahomes' girlfriend right now. As soon as this deal oh, came out, <laughs> my goodness! And I was like, "That's ruthless." ruthless. She's been okay. I know that I know her for not, a minute. Not, not that I know everybody's personalized, but she but, has been with him since high school. Like she, she's okay, been. So that's with, what I she's thought. been with him. I thought it's been a while. Yeah, like before she knew that he was going to be the highest paid yeah. athlete. So she's already done that. Not just kidding. <laughs> right. <I'm> just, <laughs> No, so like respect there. It'd be, yeah, I <laughs> like in terms of just pure joking, like I'm like okay, a comedian would for sure make a joke. Like yeah, that. like that's just funny. Like yeah. not that I believe she's that type of person, or that's the case. But that was just a really funny meme. I was like, wow, you were fast on that trigger. Respect on how fast this cleverness was. Right, but earned it, got it, deserves it all. Uh, okay, back to our stock talk. Mm-hmm. We tabled this. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've I've been buying things aftermarket too. Mm-hmm. If it's a big down day, I'm like, oh, that'll be a good time because you could it could open for ten minutes and then it goes up like four bucks. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. son of a bitch. <clears throat> so, yeah, still doing the pen, the national gaming. Okay. I think that's still a good one. Um, I know you got out of workhorse. I'm gonna ride it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, has your friend said anything else? Yeah, his, he, his thoughts. He said that if it bottoms out again, it'll be at fourteen. But okay. just a back, just a backstory on this company, Workhorse. They they do uh, electronic delivery vehicles. So that I mean, I mean, electric vehicles have obviously been a thing, but mm-hmm. there's been very few companies that have been able to get a foothold in the industry and like partner with big companies to do electronic delivery for them. Mm-hmm. So a couple weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, Workhorse their fleet passed the safety standards test or something and they partnered with who was it ups i think you said ups ups they're doing the delivery system for ups and their their uh fleet just got certified so i mean it was trading like six or seven it got up all the way to 21 so like my friend jason who's from boston he he texted me when it's at seven he's like dude you should buy this company. He outlined the reasons I just told you. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, whatever, okay. <laughs> I'll put I'll put on my watch list. I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah. And I I look back at it like two days later. It's double. It's like doubled in price. It's gone up ten dollars. And mm-hmm. this dude made a lot of money off of it. And I I consulted him. He said he thinks it's still gonna go up. Like he said, they just got another round of funding. Wow. Um, but I saw it dropping ten. Like it was dropping like five or ten percent. And yeah. I had other stocks that I was like more confident on. So I pull I pulled out when it was at like nineteen. I I ended up only being down like eight or nine percent on it, which is fine. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ride it for a while. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, see if it's my golden goose. I think it's I think we'll it's a good strategy. I'm also just slowly adding up my Virgin <laughs> Galactic. Mm-hmm. Stocks, the SPC. Yeah, I forget. What. Have we talked about that on here yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We talked a little bit about it last week. Uh huh. The Virgin, uh, Virgin Mobile doing their kind of space exploration. Yeah. So, because Tesla and all that's like two, three grand a share, I think. Mm-hmm. Or my, it's definitely over like thirteen, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. But who knows where that might be long term? Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe they become the first ones to just like. Take rich people to space who just want to go for I think a ride. They, I think they will be. Because it seems like um, Elon Musk is on a mission. Like, he wants, like, space travel. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, but yeah, they'll yeah. be one of the first. I'm thinking maybe Virgin Mobile could be, maybe it's the first just casual, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to go to space next week, paid a couple hundred Gs to, you know, Richard Branson. He's going to take me mm-hmm. up. I mean, both these guys, Branson <laughs> and Elon Musk, big pockets. They mm-hmm. got a lot to fund their, their yeah. research, like, I mean, can't go wrong with either one of them. Yeah. So other than that, nothing nothing too terribly new. Mm-hmm. Trying to focus in on a few that I already have. Yeah. Put some more weight with those that'll have, right. have right. return with weight. So That's good. Yeah, man. You got any new ones that you're looking at? Yeah, I'm going to cover uh, two that I actually posted on my Instagram story mm. earlier this week. Um and yeah, I, I listed them. I posted the the graphs on my story, but here's here's why I kind of got into them. Okay, so Gardent Health, so G U A R D A N T, and then the stock ticker symbol is G H. 
Uh, so what this company does, they're a precision oncology company. So early detection of cancer. Cancer sucks. We all, we all know this, but um, they do treatment of cancer through a variety of different um, blood-based tests, uh, data set management, and like advanced analytics. And mm. the reason why I'm investing in them right now, relatively new company, trading $87, they were launched in 2014. So newer, co- new, mm. it's a newer company, but I think they're pioneers in the early detection of cancer. Um, mm. So like the current way that companies detect for cancer right now um, is through like a tissue biopsy, which involves... And it's an invasive procedure where you go into someone's body, you cut a small like sample of tissue of, of a suspected tumor yeah. where, where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to a laboratory for testing. It's, it's accurate, uh, but it's invasive, obviously. Like you're sticking something into someone's body and like doing stuff in there. Like you're removing tissue. Yeah. So Gardent, they're, do- they're doing a new set of technologies that focus on liquid biopsy, which is obtaining a sample of a patient's blood and analyzing the sample for fragments that may have broken off from a tumor cell. So it's while you're extri- while you're sticking a needle in and getting blood, like you're not like going into someone's body and like doing <clears throat> like a mini procedure. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a thousand times more effective than the standard sequencing methods. And it's much more like accurate and quickly. Um, and since 2014, over 8,000 oncologists have used the test. And in 2020, this year, the test distributed to oncologists has increased 60% last year. So 60 hmm. more, 60% more people have ordered this test. Um, huge market. The, uh, the cancer diagnosis market is 35 billion. So they're, I mean, they're, they're redefining what it means to t- detect cancer early. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're training up, I mean, at 87, like. I was going to ask how much you expect it to move. It's a risky bet, but I, I mean, I see it getting in a couple hundreds. If hmm. things go, if things go right, if they're, if if the more and more of their tests are proven, uh, which it looks like there are, like people are ordering more, like people are reordering mm. and like more people ordering. So that's that's what, why I p- picked that one. Interesting. Because cancer sucks, man. It does suck. It really sucks. Like you want to detect it as early as possible. Like, and you got to find the companies that are like redefining ways to do it quicker and more accurately. Yeah. And I see an opportunity here. So that's why I bought yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Garden Health. G-H. G-H. Mm-hmm. G-H. What's the other one? No, I'm thinking of GE. That's, <clears throat> yeah. It's good. That's a good dividend growth company. Interesting. Man, I would love to find <clears throat> which private pharmaceutical company is on the verge of a drug to treat cancer. Yeah. But even when that's available, I'm afraid of how available our government will not make it. Because of other... Big pr- pharma, man. Yeah, profit. Yeah, big incentives. pharma. Dude, it's... That's my biggest concern in terms of that part of healthcare is aside from financials, but it's just there's so many stops to uh-huh. having solutions. And you take money from from yeah, the reoccurring drugs that you pay for monthly, annually. It's a lot of yeah. just a lot of sacrifices income. being made. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. And and you're like, oh man, why wouldn't you want Cancer, yeah, it's a good question. Because mm-hmm. that solution is still going to cost money too. Yeah. Even though when they're done, like, mm-hmm. they won't need it after. But, yeah, it would definitely come from a private like pharmaceutical company or firm, mm-hmm. a, a lab of some sort. It would, like, I have no doubt it would be private. Yeah. Because the government is, isn't going to offer that golden egg up when it happens. Right. Maybe we already have it. Let's get conspiracy, Tim. <laughs> do we have the cure for these crazy There's a lot of things diseases? we don't know. Dude, right? Area 51? Yeah. Do you think they even let the president know everything he wants to know about Area 51? Like, I would partially partially run for president. Just be like, guys, vote me in. I'll get the lowdown. I will, I'll report back, okay? America needs to know what's going down at Area 51. I'm not sure if I'd even want to know. I feel like it's more fun to just read the conspiracy, like listen to the people like that dude Rogan had on. Like that's more interesting to me. Like it is. There like, is just something get, like just getting a that. tease of it, like getting good information, but not getting all of it. Because maybe it's probably good that we don't know all of it. Maybe like I would rather just live in like no. Like there's other things that I can yeah. spend my time thinking about, but like I do find it a little exciting. I think about that too, and it's like maybe I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. But can I at least yeah. can I see the ship that that guy described? Mm-hmm. Come on, guys, let me yeah, see. The ship. Yeah, let me walk through it. Let me come on. Yeah, that was that was a crazy interview. Let me see the ship. 
What was it? What was that dude's name? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Netflix uh, documentary still up there? Maybe? I don't know. I haven't looked. I don't know. I think I would go look. Yeah. Be like, hey, I'm the president. I'm in charge. Right. Take me to Area 51. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's cracking. Yeah. Can I talk to any aliens? You guys got any ready to go? Like, any of them speak English? Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, that's why I'm not president. All right, back to Stock Talk. What else you got? Okay, so the second one, quick and easy one, it's called Alteryx. A-L-T-E-R-Y-X. A-Y-X. Ticker symbol. Aix. A-Y-X. So it's right now, it's trading a little more expensive, around 180 but it's up 56% from last year. So what this company does is they're a, uh, they're a data company. So they're a self-service data analytics software. Um, it's a subscription-based platform, which I like. I like reoccurring revenue. Mm-hmm. I like revenue coming in every yeah. month for a company. Successful model. Yeah. So this platform allows organizations to prepare, blend, and analyze data from many different sources and benefit from data-driven decisions. So if you're a company that large part of your like strategic decisions are made off of big data, like assembling big data, something like this can save you a lot of time, money, accuracy, and allows you to save money in the long run and make better decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I'm investing in it, it's a pandemic-friendly stock. I'm like a lot of the stocks in my portfolio right now are companies that yeah they might they might decrease in another uh, in another stock market downturn because of COVID spike again. But I know that like regardless of whether we have another spike again, these companies are built for the long term and the new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Home services, working from home, um, yeah, any any type like like home technology, anything that. I mean, I mean, Am- like Amazon's a big example, but things that allow us to do things from home easier yeah. um, are what I'm going after. So, you're gonna get a smart fridge. You should get a smart, smart fridge. <laughs> the one that tells you like when if you're you need- grabbing like a piece of cake, it tells you you're fat. That one, dude. I'm all about that kind of. <laughs> yeah, let's get those in stock too, buddy boy. That would put, I don't that would think put you businesses need that. like yours out of business, though. I don't think you need that, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Say it to me too. If I've already had like six cookies that my mom baked, you don't need another. <laughs> but yeah. like maybe less robotic voice, like put the cookie down, fatty. <laughs> you can do like an explicit version that like cusses at you. Oh yeah. yeah. Or you get a sexy female voice too, like some mm-hmm. British that Bond always gets. Yeah. You don't need that cupcake, Tim. <laughs> I'll give you some cake. <laughs> Yeah, so I like that. I'm not going to buy it. That's a little expensive for my current taste. But I like what it does. Mm-hmm. And it's like software. IT yeah. software. And to it, be honest, fast. Like if you're looking at a stock that's $80 cheaper right now, Fastly, they don't do the exact same thing, but they're like a content delivery system that we've mm-hmm. talked about on here. It's also another safe, pandemic-friendly stock, Fastly. Yeah. yeah. So. But that's – yeah, that's – that's getting expensive well, too. Dude, that, I mean, it's it's that closed at like what ninety six a share. Yeah, today? but like it's like Patrick Mahomes, man. Like his stock is always going to be going up. That's my fear. Is if I in. don't buy more, just got to get in. It's like Wolf of Wall Street, and I'm telling you, your only complaint is that you didn't buy more. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So what do you say? Can I lock in this trade for you right now? I I kind of want to watch that movie, again. dude. I wanted right to now. so bad yesterday, and you can get it, but for four dollars. Like I look, we have, I went through Netflix. On Amazon Prime, $4. Yeah. Prime went through Netflix, Hulu, and just perused Disney Plus because we were like, how funny would it be if Disney had? <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Knowing it wouldn't, but just checked them all to, mm-hmm. to cover the bases. Yeah, $4 on Amazon Prime. Thinking about it though, because I really want to watch that movie. Yeah. Like really bad. Um, God, that's a good one. Love Leo DiCaprio. Such a diverse actor. Mm-hmm. Let's get to, to some real-life experiences. Okay. I wish I would have some real-life experiences with Leonardo DiCaprio, but maybe Me one too. day. Maybe one day. So by the end of this week, maybe early next week, I should officially start my real estate training. Yes. Which super jacked up on. Did this cool, was this like a disc thing via Tony Robbins Kind of like a personality test, right? Okay. And I, I don't do a ton of those, but I think they're interesting. I think they're more accurate than we give them credit to be. Uh, but sent that to to our man, Drew. So he's, uh, I think they're just kind of conversing on their end, admin stuff, and figuring out a game plan and, and so on and so forth. 
because I think I'll be the first person that Drew's ever trained on something like this mm. as well. So I wonder if they're – we haven't touched base for a couple of days, but I'm sure they're just game planning yeah. and whatnot. But did have uh, – I've talked to some agents and stuff and just kind of getting, getting my – I'll refer to it as a script, but he, so Drew gave me a script. He's like, hey, make it sound your own, yada, mm-hmm. yada. These are some key points and questions to have. So started doing that and might have mentioned last week, it's just less daunting. It, yeah. it makes it nicer because, oh, these are the phone calls. Like these are the types of conversations. It's not super, super cold. Like the house is listed. Mm-hmm. So it wants to get sold. So it's kind what of are nice. Some of the, what, are, what are some of the like leading questions that you open with, and what are some of the questions that you get back? From so uh, what I've had so far mostly is now sometimes people are on the move. they got to call me back, which is fine, but I'll tell them who I am. Like, hey, uh, whatever their name might be. It's, I, I had a Lana once. So, hey, Lana, I'm calling about your property at 123 Smith Street, wondering if that's still available. Uh, hey, yeah, you know, I think it is. Um, are you an agent? No, I'm an investor cash buyer, actually. Um, so wanted to just call. I just found this online. Wanted to call and see what you might be able to tell me about the property. I know I need to do, I'm going to do some more homework of my own, but it caught my eye and wanted to give you a quick buzz and see what you might be able to tell me. They'll tell me, you know, maybe any recent repairs, which we don't want them to do repairs if it needs more. Mm-hmm. Maybe, hey, uh, Sometimes I'll call on a foreclose, like, well, it's foreclosed by the bank on this day, blah, 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 because mm-hmm. of this reason. So they'll kind of give me the specs. And if they don't talk any improvement, I'll ask if, you know, are there any deferred improvements, stuff that you're, you know, have set on but haven't done yet? I want to know those things. Um, is it, was it a rental property before? Is it looking to be a rental property? Uh what is what could rent go for? You know things like that. Yeah, and that's getting in the weeds a little more, but also almost always getting to well, hey, like you know, you seem easy to easy to work with, and I do like the house, and it's just going to come down to if I can make the number work. And you know, is I'm curious, is the the listed price say it's 150 grand? I had one 155. I was like, is that a pretty set hard number? Or is a seller willing to, to negotiate a little on that? Again, I'm not coming in with a, a buyer's agent, so there's no commission. We're not asking for improvements, things like that, and I can even write up the deal. And so you try to perk it a little bit because there are fees and commissions with stuff like that, yeah. which we're trying to eliminate. And sometimes it's, yeah, that's that's pretty hard set. And sometimes it's, well, they might they might move like a few thousand you know, lower. Okay. Even if it's that kind of answer, I have a little room. Okay. Like now, unless it's like. So what's what's the like? What's your goal of the first call? Is it to schedule another meeting with them? Is it to? I mean, obviously you're asking screening questions. Like you're kind of screening if this deal is like worth it to you. But like, is your goal from the meeting to like set or goal from the phone call to set a meeting with them? Uh, what's kind of your goal? I mean, best case away? scenario, if I can send you an offer. Oh, you're trying as, to get offer on the first as, call as soon as I can. Well. If if you're like yeah you know they'll they'll negotiate a little bit send something over because I'll be like hey I I don't want to waste your time I don't want to waste anyone's time I'm trying to shoot too low but you know I I am an investor so I'm trying to make it work on my end as well mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do uh, some more homework my piece and that's you know estimated expenses and things like that and all the stuff that goes into what the offer is going to be and Drew was showing me it's usually a range of numbers but like. If we can have a phone conversation and you can say, yeah, send something over and I can send something that day, like the more of those, like that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Obviously I want those offers accepted, but it's not always going to go that way. You'll, you'll get the, oh, that's way too low. Like no way. But you just keep hunting mm-hmm. like offers sent and offers accepted. Yes. Yeah. That's the metric. So, okay. I mean, yeah, the goal is, and look, if it's a local property that I need to go look at run through some stuff myself, then yeah, hey, can we set up a time to go look? If it's not, you know, immediately being able to send an, send an offer, yeah, if we can meet, it'll probably go a lot better anyway than mm-hmm. over the phone. So yeah, the goal is, yeah, if I can send an offer right away, shit, see what happens. Let's dance a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm excited to see what, 
how the process works. Yeah. I'm excited to get into it. Great. Yeah. Also, Exciting. starting with my first uh, Optimal Fitness RX clients. Yes. Had a phone call this Multiple. morning. Yeah. So, uh, should start with one maybe this week, but likely next week, and one... And that's more movement and rehab related. The other is going to start initially more nutrition focused. Okay. But it is having some pain with a few movements. So <clears throat> is I'll this adjust. is this a referral from someone? Is this someone yeah, in so your someone RE at the, network? Someone at the gym. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Asked the owner. That's why you're there. And she was like, hey, uh, Steve was like, hey, Monica said that, you know, I asked her about the mobility and kind of nutrition and stuff. And she sent me your info and... So I just kind of gave the lowdown, how I work with people and, and how I coach. And so I sent him my initial intake and I was like, hey, just track, give me two or three days of tracking all your foods and drinks. Like, I know it's not fun. I'll, I'll do it. So I, I'm tracking the next few days, showing mine, just I'm not going to do something or tell you to do something I have not or will not do. But I was like, I just need to know where you're at. And I'm not taking you zero, zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. If you say there's no vegetables, I'll meet you at fried cauliflower or something. You know, <laughs> not that I love fried foods, but you know, if, if that's where I got to start with you, then fine. Mm-hmm. And so, because I don't want them to think I'm going to take everything they like away and implement hundred percent kale. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't think that's also sustainable people. Oh, I'm going to go paleo like right off the bat. You're just tomorrow you're going to start because you won't last more than a month. Mm-hmm. It's just you, you can't go zero to 100 like that on a whim because there's, there's things you like and things you have non-negotiables. And so right. excited to uh, get down to it yeah. and get the coaching in. Great. I'm really jacked up for the real estate though. Yeah. That um, I'm getting antsy about. So yeah. I, might, I might hit up Drew today, see what's up. Yeah, okay. Hey, man, what's a good word? A lot of exciting stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah. I love it. How's your real life? Yeah, so I kind of want to talk about um, my interaction with social media today. Mm. Uh, So with Instagram, bottom line is I'm trying to use like Instagram more of a networking tool right now than consuming information. Maybe not more than, but more like 50-50. Like like before I was like 90% consumption, 10% direct message. But Trying to flip the script. Yeah, like I'm trying to be, from my my own point of view, I just realized like I, I don't post enough like on my actual profile, like pictures. And I want to start like, I know everyone has an opinion about, oh, sharing privacy. Oh, I don't want to see everything you do every day, but I kind of want to be more. Tell those people not to follow you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be more like, I like sharing what I do if it can bring like value to people. Mm. Like I like, I mean, yeah, I guess I post like when I'm going golfing and stuff, but I'm trying to post more about like stocks and like my passions that can help people build wealth. Cause like, I realize like, man, I really like the stock market thing. It's really fun to research and, mm. um, I also realized that there's a very unique opportunity here because um, when I post on there, people message, like I've been noticing people will message me and like ask me questions about stuff. I love having those conversations. Yeah. And one thing I want to bring up is like, there are like economic theorists out there that say a lot of the baby baby boomers, when they eventually like withdraw their money out of their 401ks and sell all their stocks and pull out of the market for retirement, the market is going to like, it's going to devalue the market. And like the people are saying like the market's kind of be like stagnant or like decreasing over time because that's happening because, because of all these baby boomers pulling out, Mm -hmm. there's not enough people in the next generation who are like actively investing in the market. Like you got people who are on their company 401k plans, but like, aren't like actively like trading stocks. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know like a lot of valuation is because of institutional investors and like big companies that are buying like big bundles of stocks of how things move. But they're saying that because the baby boomers are such a large demographic, it is going to have like somewhat of an impact on it. So like bottom line is I want to do my part in like educating more people who are like in our age group about like investing in stocks and, and People really like think it's a big, it's a huge step and like a huge like hurdle barrier to entry to do, but it's really not. Like we talked about on here, like I know we push Robinhood, but there are so many good apps out there that allow you to get started with investing for just one dollar. Like it's really you, easy, yeah. And it's 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 easy to like start and be like, oh, like I don't have any money to do it, but like 
shit like that, like it doesn't like happen overnight. Like it's gotta be one of those things you gotta commit to a dollar amount you're gonna be putting in either every week or every month and just stay consistent with it. something and, that's- And also, something that's you have the money to do it. Right, you do. Like, you have the money to do it. Like really don't. take a step back and like, what am, what, sh- what stuff am I like spending money on right now that like I could cut back on? Cause like you'll realize that the money that you spend every, like on things that you really don't need, when you take that money and like put it into the market consistently, like every month, it's gonna like your money is just gonna grow. Like you're gonna be making money while you sleep instead of like right. devaluing your yeah, losing worth. sleep over not making money. So yeah, that's just kind of what I'm doing with like Instagram. Like really trying to bring value to people with a huge passion of mine, which is that. And I I really want to start making a regular thing of talking about it on the show. Yeah, um, yeah, I like the stock my, talk, man. I, yeah, I enjoy it because like it's one of those things where. There's so many good companies to buy. Like that's that's the one downside of investing. Like I just want to I want to buy all the companies. Like there's so many companies I want to buy that I can't because I just don't have yeah. the money right now. Oh, but dude. it's addicting. But there are like so many good companies that you can research and like. My first advice to someone is like invest in stuff that like you're passionate about. Invest in companies that you use personally. Invest in companies that are like solving like real world problems that mm-hmm. impact you on a daily basis. Like the Garden Health early cancer detection. Like yeah, no invest one likes in no, solutions. Yeah, no one likes cancer. Like. Like at least one, I mean, everyone's had at least one direct impact with someone who's, I mean, fell ill with cancer or died from cancer, and right. I right. mean, it's just an important thing. So just like that's a micro example, but invest in things you're passionate about. Yeah. So. And if you learn how to zap cancer, let us know first to insider yeah. trade that shit. Yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah, I, and I like it because I like to learn why people are doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And am I missing something? Like, uh, you know, I would love to know. What Mark Cuban is investing in, mm-hmm. um, or like any of the sharks on Shark Tank, what are they investing outside of those people that come through the door, right? What are they looking at and investing in? Mm-hmm. Like, are they looking at manufacturers who make like who makes the Clorox container? Is that also yeah. Clorox, or does someone else make that? Right. Is that company IPO'd? Like, how deep are they looking at stuff, or? You know, like, just what are they looking at? Is mm-hmm. it mostly IT? Do they have commodities? Do they go hard in oil right now? Like, I would yeah. love to. That's why I like those co- talks because I want to know what people are doing and why. Right. And not be like making just dumb moves. Mm-hmm. Maybe stuff I'm doing is dumb. I don't know yet. Right. We'll find out. I mean, you gotta learn yourself and like talk to as many people as possible because mm-hmm. like. Everyone has their own investment plan, but you can definitely learn things from other people that are like foundational and help you at least like give you insight to another point of view that maybe you weren't looking at. Like you don't have to do what other people are doing, but just like yeah. learn from people. And names and hope in investing only goes so far. Mm-hmm. Like just because it's a brand you like doesn't mean it's going to perform well for Right, you. right. Exactly. But there's a lot of like, there's brands that I like that I probably won't invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just so. People know, like, oh, I invested. It's going to go up. No, it won't. Right. There's a lot more that goes into it yeah, than right. just your passion for the company. Right. But, I mean, maybe maybe we can start providing more tips on here. But, like, there's so many, like, there's so much. I learned on YouTube how to, like, how to pick out good stocks. Mm-hmm. I've, the Motley Fool. It's an excellent publication. It has a podcast, and they have, like, a an email list. I, I mean, Fastly, the company that I bought for for $23, that's at 96 right now. I mm-hmm. learned about the company because of an article from Motley Fool that told me that I should buy it. Yeah. Like, it's not like I just, it came to me in the middle of the night in a dream. Like, right. do your research Gotta on learn. companies. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> and and I, I thought about, but I don't think I will. Um, we've talked about airlines too. And Boeing has, I think... They should be starting to have their grounded planes get back in the air. Mm-hmm. And so if I could, I, Boeing is still, I think, close to a couple hundred dollars a share. And that's down, down big. Yeah. If I could really ball out on that, I'd probably invest a good chunk into that. And if someone's like, oh, I don't have enough to invest in <clears throat> two or three airlines, which ones should I do? <sighs> Depends how fast you want it because the ones with the biggest number of Boeing jets of that exact jet that was grounded are, was it United, American, and I think Southwest mm-hmm. are the ones with the heaviest numbers of those problematic jets in their fleet. So if you want the fi- fastest return, maybe don't go for those. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hmm, 
I know Southwest like is quality. American is quality, like in terms of service and cleanliness. American Airlines is my pick. Out yeah, of all those. and and financially, just everything that goes into a good company and what <clears> would <throat> drive a, a price up or down. You know that does go into account mm-hmm. when they can't fly a plane. It costs a lot more money not to fly it than to fly it. Right. So, you know, but yeah, if, if it's hey. I'm fine having a longer hold, and eventually American will go up to, I forget what it was at pre-coronavirus. I think it was yeah. pretty solid. But, yeah, people are going to travel again. Right. I mean, you hear about plane crashes, I don't know how many times a year, but people are still flying. Yeah. So that's that was kind of my thinking, like, man, if someone wants an airline, long or fast, and then fast, okay, stay away yeah. from those. If you want to hold it, get one of those because, yeah, that's going to have to go back up when they start using those planes again because more people will be able to fly American. Yeah. I think with the airlines, it's going to be which one is like financially equipped to rebound the quickest. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of the top players, they have good reputation, like overall good reputations. They're like, they're just solid companies. But like you got to look at which companies are going to make money the quickest when people start flying again. Because like mm-hmm. COVID plays a huge part. Like the way, like even the way these companies are spacing people out on planes, yeah. like how much money can they get per head on a plane given how many people they could fit on planes with social distancing? Because mm-hmm. I think, like, I mean, a big thing that I look for, like, financially, you look at the companies that, like, are financially stable to rebound. Like, a big thing I've looked at with all the pandemic companies is a lot of companies have not been making as much sales, obviously. Because, right. like, obviously sales come in, it allows you to pay your operating expenses, allows you to, to expand. But, like, you got I looked at the companies that had the most cash money that they have in their fingertips on their balance sheet compared to their operating expenses. Like which companies have the most cash to cover their operating expenses for this time being while things are low. Mm-hmm. And then when the sales do start coming in, they're going to just be better off and which companies yeah. can make qu- quicker sales. That's why I like American airlines the best. I think they're the best equipped mm-hmm. to do that, but that's a different story. No wrong choice there. Right. Right. Them, so, and, and you know, like if you want to really get in the weeds, see like, Oh, should I invest in this big company? See what other companies are public that maybe provide a part for you know maybe a Tesla, mm-hmm. and where is that located geographically? Is it susceptible to earthquakes or hurricanes or tsunamis? Mm-hmm. And so maybe I watch too much billions, but I've also <laughs> talked to investors and they're, and they're like, look, I watch like I basically get paid to watch the news, mm-hmm. and now it makes sense because. All the global stuff going on, even the small level stuff, you don't know what kind of company or factory is in there and providing something to an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And it goes up in smoke and it's like, oh shit. So maybe like, yeah, too much billions. But it does make sense. Yeah, It makes sense companies that pair with other companies that are public will affect that parent company's, you know, not parent company, but big partner company will affect them some. But the little guy you know, maybe make a huge gain on their comeback or play a big short before they go down. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So, yeah. But that's, God, that's too much time for me right now. Let's get some book talk in here. Yes, sir. Because we don't talk enough. Um, are you starting off? Yeah, I'll start off. Sure. I pulled out Action Selling by Dwayne Sparks. Mm, it's getting, a great one. Getting into a different a style one. of selling now. So I was like, okay. Yeah, that's perfect for you right now. Love Action Selling. Yeah. Phenomenal book. Yeah, if you're in any type of sales, even if you're not, but if you are in a type of sales, top of your reading list right now. Mm -hmm. But it talked about um, finding a person's high-yield needs, and then that helps you to differentiate your product or service from other companies or competition, but you need to find out their need. And we've talked about this with like Chip Helm, Tim Roberts, even just ourselves, where don't assume you know the solution and that you already have it. Find out if you can even help them first mm-hmm. off. And then you can find a, a better way to angle that help and solution to make it sound like they need you a lot more than you need them. Right. But the second part to that was not to pressure, manipulate, trap, or trick them into buying. And Tim Roberts used this technique as well. <laughs> he said, I always treat the deals as if I don't need their business. Yeah. Because I got because if, if they find out or get a hint that you're desperate, you're lost. Mm-hmm. Like then they'll get you at your lowest dollar and smallest margin. Yeah. And so it just, 
I liked that because, especially with, we've talked to Simply Nano, they're, they're an MLM, but everyone we've talked to is never a pressure or trying to force it on you. Other MLM people I've dealt with have been. And so I'm like, yeah. And that doesn't work out. That gives the whole industry a bad rap, mm-hmm. as it already has done because you pressure people. You try to you know, get them into buying because it'll help your tree, but they start to hate it, and then it just hurts you. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's great. It's just, yeah, good book, man. Love action selling. I think it's so useful to anyone and everyone in any type of sales. But, yeah, eh, don't be a sleazeball and just listen first. Right. Basically. All right. Yeah, basically. Got you, Dwayne. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. What you got? Yeah, so I am talking about the book Brain Rules by John Medina. So John Medina, John he's, Medina. he's got his PhD. He's a de- developmental uh, molecular biologist. This guy, he, he's a doctor, or he's, he has a PhD, uh, molecular biologist, and he re- like this book is about how our brains work, like how our brains process information, how they're wired, like what causes, like what parts of our daily life allow us for our brain to work quicker. So mm. understanding your brain helps you like understand your body to a degree. Yeah. So I think this book is super important. Um, so what he said is like, when you learn something, the wiring in your brain changes, um, which really stuck out to me. And I'll explain what that means here in a second. Um, so like when you learn a new piece of information, so like when I say the wiring in your brain, a big part of that is the amount of neurons that are in your brain the connections between those neurons and how like strong they are. Cause that's how like your brain operates and like mm-hmm. recalls information, how, like how, how strong are your neurons, how many and the connections. It's like when you learn something, a neuron, it swells, it sways and it splits from another neuron. And then it glides over to a, a different region of your brain and it forms connections with other neurons and other parts of your brain. Hmm. So like, just to give you an idea of what happens when you like, when you, when you process any type of information, when you like, when you look at something, when you, read something like mm-hmm. anytime anytime like some type of information comes into your brain like that's what happens with your neurons um so like when they break away the others stay there in that region and it kind of it pretty much strengthens the electrical electrical connections in your brain which allows you to remember information better huh so what this all comes down to is like for someone who's like oh like i can't achieve that oh i can't do that oh i can't start real estate oh i can't start a business like your, your brain has the ability to shift and like literally when you read something, your brain really does change shape. It's true. Like it's very true. So like what you do in your life physically changes what your brain looks like. And Earl Nightingale said it in his like uh, strangest secret audiobook is you become what you think about. You literally have the ability to like influence your situation just by what you choose to fill your brain with. That's pretty much. I mean, mm. that's that's what I got from it. It's it's the it's the brain wiring chapter. How everyone's brains are wired differently to process information and then emit information in reaction to that. I mean, that's that's it's a basic human principle. So but. if what I do in life physically changes what my brain looks like, yeah, that crazy. My brain's got a six pack. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Cause yeah, it does. All the, you got you got you got six neurons Kidding. at the front, like all just packed together, yeah. just swelling up. Yeah, that's what happens. Visible abs doesn't equal health. Yeah, but yeah, it's a joke, everyone. When you learn something, um, you're wiring your brain changes. You dude, become what you crazy. think about. Like your brain actually changes. Yep. It's like, yo, guys, we just got learnt today. Time to change again. That's right. Interesting. I sometimes I get lost with those sciency books. How is that? Is that like pretty clear or it's good. easy to get lost in? Okay. It is very, I mean, he breaks it down. Sometimes into, I'm like, all right, bro, you got a 101 this thing. No, it's not, it's not one of those books. It's a, it's a book that <clears throat> breaks it down into like <clears throat> 10, like clear chapters. Like there's a chapter hmm. that is dedicated to how exercise impacts your memory. Uh, there's one that says how sleep impacts the way you're like breaking down into normal everyday activities that we can relate with. And it relates the brain to it. Yeah, it's not it's not very like in depth or anything. It's very easy read. Sweet. So sweet. I will let you. I mean, if you want to, if you want to just take it and like look through it. I gotta finish it a couple you. first. Okay. Don't even tempt me with that. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see it in eight months. I got I got it from my girlfriend, who's a psychology, who just got her master's in psychology. They read it for a class mm. in psychology. And, Interesting. But it's not a textbook. It's it's a regular book. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Book. Yeah. So sweet, dude. Psychology is interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. Sometimes I wish I minored in psych, like just to know how people work and think. 
and they would yeah, help with like, marketing. Yeah, but that's what sales is. Like if you're not gonna, <laughs> well, exactly. So if you're not gonna do like, so we did finance and marketing. If I didn't want to do finance, I would do fin or marketing and psychology. Okay. Because that would go hand in hand. Like that would. <clears throat> you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Sales is psychology and and marketing and all that good. Right. Uh, I'm not saying let's yeah. say I, I want to just clarify. Yeah, sales yeah. is not the same thing as psychology, but like you're doing like you're figuring out what some what's going on in someone's brain. Yeah. In sales. But if you, you had do. like a psych piece to your <clears throat> marketing yeah. degree, like you'd oh, be such a better you. salesperson oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So sometimes I'm like, eh. finance is nice to know though. It is right. good to know finance. I think that's good. But man, yes, people though. All right, bro. You got anything else? I'm good. Healthy episode today. Healthy episode. Yeah. What kind of Wednesday are people expecting to have? Uh, or no, I'm sorry. I don't know what day this is going to come out. Thursday. Thursday. Uh, or Thursday or Friday. A thorough Thursday. When I say thorough, I mean get the most out of your day. Have thorough. A thorough Thursday. And then a... If it's Friday. A freaktastic Friday. Freaktastic Friday. Like do, do something unique and beneficial freaky. for yourself that is almost freaky. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting freaky. That's right. I, I like it. I like it. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging with us. <laughs> we appreciate your time. You're putting up with us. Have a great rest of your day, whatever kind of day it is that you're going to have. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next time.